The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Want to get to this? It has been almost one month since the shocking murder of a Red Deer doctor in his clinic. Dr. Walter Reynolds, 45 year old father of two, was attacked by a patient on August 10th. Dang Mabur has been charged with first degree murder. He's to appear in court again this week. Now, in the days after the attack, doctors said there had to be safety changes implemented and work on that front continues. Dr. Peter Bouch is a GP in Red Deer and is the spokesperson for Red Deer Primary Care Network. He joins us now. Welcome back. Back to the show, Doctor. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, let's start. Uh, let's start with this. One month uh, after uh, this this horrific attack, where's where's your head at? Where's your colleagues' head at about what has happened and and the process that you've seen and moving forward and and trying to make things better when it comes to safety um, on the job. Yeah, it's difficult to think that it's been a month already, but. Yeah. Um, there have been some um, some steps in um, trying to get some standardization in clinics and um, especially for, you know for physicians and also but mainly for the staff in the clinics um, and you know also I think to give patients reassurance that mm-hmm. clinics are safe um, or just after the attack many patients that came in and saw me were quite afraid because they were worried that you know, if they come into a clinic and somebody like that is there um, although it's very random and very sporadic and it's not a thing that happens, you know, will probably happen once in my lifetime, mm-hmm. thank goodness. But um, we have struck a subcommittee um, at the PCN level. Um, we'll be going to be getting in, um, going to be partnering with Alberta Health Services and um, other agencies, Workplace Health and Safety and um, some other agencies to try and come up with a plan that is a workable document sort of guidelines on how to be as safe as possible doctor i, I want to get to uh to a lot of the things that you've you've um you've touched on of course i would just want to backtrack just uh, for a moment you brought up a couple of things that uh, i just like to explore a little bit further you talked about you know patients coming back into um into the clinic into the office in the days after this and i'm guessing um not only your patients voice and concerns but also your colleagues as well um what were you what was what was what were those con what did those conversations sound like uh, among other doctors and the staff that sort of thing yeah i think the 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 doctor the doctor talk was you know obviously you know that this is probably going to be a one-off but you know there have been other incidences where people have become being verbally abusive mainly um or if they don't you know if um there's a disagreement uh, there there can sometimes be anger shown towards the physician mm. and also towards the the, the staff the front-end staff that yeah. are working there and uh, i think people have been you know i wouldn't say hesitant or, or scared but they've been more vigilant for sure mm-hmm. um i think it often depended on what sort of clinic you were working in if you a clinic like mine which is mainly booked patients patients that we've all known for a long time it's a little bit different than working in a a clinic that is a more of a walking clinic where you've got a lot of people that are coming and going that you don't really know mm-hmm. um i think that is you know that could be more more difficult for the for the front-end staff but um patients in general i think have um 
there had definitely been, you know, obviously when it happened, there was a great deal of shock and dismay. But um, I think over time, it's um, gotten better. People have realized that it's it's a, you know, not going to happen quickly again, mm-hmm. such a devastating thing. But, you know, we need to, as I said, we need to be putting in place these for, for other other incidents of um, of not necessarily any violent attacks, but, um, you know, verbal abuse and patients that could, uh, in any situation, that could escalate to something bigger. I think it's important, Dr. Bouch, that people realize that violence in the workplace isn't um, always a horrific attack like we saw a month ago. It is those things that you mentioned. Mm. It is the verbal abuse. It is the aggressiveness, all of that. And I think um, I think sometimes people maybe forget about that unless they're going through it. Right, and I, and I agree. And, um, you know, there's a lot of times, even on the telephone, the patients will get upset and um, will be verbally abusive. Not not on maybe always on purpose, but just sometimes mm-hmm. they are just are they they they're having a difficult time. And you know, there needs to be mutual respect on on all sides. And I think that is uh, important that we've got to try and bring out. Uh, but you know, there's certain things that have been said years ago about you know positioning yourself between mm. the patient and the door so that the, you can get out quickly mm-hmm. if you need to. But, you know, it's um, not a, a lot of exam rooms aren't set up like that. A lot of clinics just aren't set up like that. So it is, it is, it's difficult just to change things overnight. But I think with, with a, um, you know, some guidance and some sort of plan that we have, um, it will guide physicians into, um, and staff into being more vigilant, but with a plan. Yeah, we talk about, you know, that, that plan and having some of those recommendations maybe put in place within the next six months to a year. You know, off the top of, of your head, I mean, and, and from the conversations that you've had with colleagues, what do you expect maybe some of those recommendations to be? We know some clinics are saying, okay, you know what, uh, don't bring your bags into yeah. the clinic. That sort of thing is already happening. What, what, what do you think might happen moving forward? I think there will be the, the bag and the uh, bulky sort of winter jackets and winter coats will be, you know, there'll be coat racks that you'll hang them up before you go into the room. Um, there, there'll be probably signs up at the at, in in the waiting room, you know, that this there's just you know no no um, I wouldn't say violence, but um, you know respect is yeah. is needed on both sides and. Um, that um, there's no there's a zero tolerance for um, disrespect and mm. and that sort of thing, so that patients know exactly you know every, everybody knows exactly where they stand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so as this moves as this moves forward, um, uh, you know, as everyone gets to, together, have have those conversations started to happen yet, or are they in the in the weeks to come? During the weeks to come. During the weeks to come. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, is this this just isn't an an Alberta thing? It's just not a red deer thing. This, there's concerns no. right across the country, isn't there? Right. You're right. You're very correct. And it's you know, it's not only just in medicine. It's in every career. And speaking to a lot of my other friends and other um, you know, accountants and all kinds of other people, professional people, you know, people come into their offices and um, sometimes are just verbally mm-hmm. abusive and. So it's not just physicians. Physicians, although we're seeing people that are maybe more vulnerable, that people that are um, sometimes have mental mental health issues, and and some of them can be 
a little more unstable than the average yes. person. So, um, you know, we we do tend to see the the the, the vulnerable and the and the ill side of society, mm-hmm. and 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 those people can definitely be the ones that would be easily triggered. I would. Uh, I think it would be fair to see, say that you see the best and the worst in in peace, uh, in, in 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 people in the work that right. you do. Um, the mental illness uh, aspect of it, of course, and certainly when the economy has been very very difficult, like it has been over the past uh, six months, and you have uh, the pandemic to go along with it. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of heightened tension, isn't there? And and it seems that people are a little bit more, maybe easier to um, have a, a switch lid under them to. Uh, to to get them fired up. Um, the, I, before I let you go, Doctor Boch, I'm, I'm wondering. You know, we talked, we touched on the mental um, health aspect of this with with some clients and some of your patients. But I'm also wondering, as far as given, you know, what has happened over the past four weeks when it comes to the primary care network in Red Deer um, and and your colleagues. I mean, the mental health aspect of what has happened has to be um, front and center um, on the mind of those you know as as a part of this network what's being done to to make sure that that your colleagues that the staff inside these clinics are are being taken care of on that front well uh, both the PCN has uh, mental health workers and also Alberta Health Services has um, stepped forward and given their support and have given a lot of uh, front-end staff and physicians uh, a large amount of counseling in the last month, mm-hmm. um, really, uh, it's been uh, it's been great to see um, Alberta Health Services, and we're very thankful for their assistance and their help in stepping forward and assisting not only the physicians but also the staff that are really having a tough time. Yeah. Those that, especially were at the Dr. Reynolds Clinic, um, they really went through a rough time mm-hmm. and are still going through a rough time. Of course, um, and but they are getting, I think, they're getting excellent support. Um, have you been in touch with Dr. Reynolds' family? I have not, no. Okay. I've, I've spoken to some of his colleagues, um, but his, his, it's his wife and his and his children and and her and some of their family are out here. But it's it's um, I think they really want their privacy and uh, to go through this time. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dr. Boucher, I want to thank you for joining me once again on a, on a very uh, sensitive subject. And I appreciate your time and, and your honesty. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. All thank right. You Take care. Thank Dr. Peter Bouch joining I us like this it. afternoon. He is um, a general practitioner in Red Deer and the spokesperson for the Red Deer Primary Care Network. And again, um, of course, you know, Dr. Reynolds, as I mentioned, 45 years old. You remember it was uh, August 10th when he was attacked in his clinic and died. Deng Mabur, been charged with first-degree murder. He will appear in court again uh, later on this week. Um, they're working towards setting up a plan and some recommendations uh, with, with people who have expertise in workplace safety about how to make those clinics those those walk-in clinics maybe the the personal clinics uh, safer and as he said you know making sure that both the staff and and, and the clients the the patients know you know what 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 the playing field is right and as i mentioned during that interview with dr bouch um we, when we think about workplace violence more often than not, it's not what we saw 
um, almost a month ago in Red Deer. It is um, it is uh, people being verbally aggressive. It is people being um, you know angry and fired up. It's people using um, inappropriate language um it is you know people showing disrespect um it is you know the swearing that emotional language um all those sorts of things and if you've if you've worked in an environment like that and i know some of you have some of you have worked in in places that probably aren't all that a great of a place to work in um years and years and years ago um worked um in a place that had some difficulties had some difficulties and it had you know um someone who made that um that office very challenging and again i'm talking this is decades ago so don't get your mind working on anything but this was decades ago um to the point where going into people's computers figuring out their passwords and taking their email. Um, I remember one case of one colleague being pushed up, like thrown up against the wall by someone else. Um, this person opening their personal mail. And, you know, this sort of stuff, I mean, it doesn't have to be that big, but it, it made for just a really crappy place to work for a while. As you can well imagine, because you just didn't know. And at the time, no one seemed to really do anything about it. It almost seemed as um, as management was, was afraid of this person as well. Uh, this person was a woman, by the way. Not that that matters, but it was uh, it was a female employee. But it was it was unreal to to watch what happened and and unfold. And it happened almost on a daily basis. So anyway, they're moving forward on this, and I think that's uh, I think it's a really really good idea. I think it's always important to know where people are, um, you know, where you stand when you're walking into a place and you see a sign that says, you know, um, you know, aggressive behavior or um, disrespectful language will not be tolerated. Well, there's going to be some people who are going to say, yeah, whatever, they don't care. But I think as well, it makes you as a, as a, as a patient, as a, as a client, as a person going into that office space, say, okay, well then, yeah, we're on the same playing field here. This is what I can expect from them, and this is what they can expect from me. And I think for any of us going into any sort of office place or a treatment place, that is something that we and those in the office who work there deserve.